to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone DeRochefort, and I'm joined today by Ashley O. Hello. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Jenna Stever, subbing in again for Allegra. Hello. Allegra's in Florida, and I think this is a big topic of conversation because she left. There was a day here in New York City where it was like 60 degrees, and it was beautiful and sunny, and she left to go to Florida, which is a land of warmth, I understand, and then it dropped to 40 here, and it rained so hard that I nearly drowned in the subway. But then the same day, it was totally sunny, and it was like it had never rained. It was so weird. Are you blaming Allegra yes. leaving? You're saying without wow. Allegra, there's no sunshine? Aww. Aww. That was such a nice way of putting a very mean thing that I, I know. think Simone was saying. <laughs> I was trying to assign blame, and what you've done is twisted it into some kind of compliment. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> Actually, that is it. Because we were kind of mean to her last time she left what? the show. That's because That's... she tweeted at us and asked for confirmation that we missed her. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Now she can't tweet at and us. And then, remember, we were on the live show, and then we said no, and then she immediately tweeted, wow, rude. <laughs> she was really mad. I'm glad that she watches our show while she's ostensibly on vacation. Because she misses you guys, and it's really sweet. And you guys were just so mean. Yeah, it's too bad that we don't feel Jenna's the same just way back here her. on, like, <laughs> like safe island. Like, I didn't do anything. I, I'm innocent. There's no record of anything that I said during that live show. <laughs> Except that Jenna's now gunning for Allegra Sunshine Spot. Oh, is that what this seat is called? The Sunshine Spot? It's your optimism. You're bringing oh. the... I'm not that Allegra's ever optimistic in her life. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So we're going to, our show today is going to be a little bit different because there are a couple huge things happening in video games right now. And one of them is the Nintendo Labo and the other is God of War. So we're kind of going to be doing, focusing a little more on two big things rather than our regular several thousand things at once. Um, And I'd love to start today by talking about the Nintendo Labo because we just got one. It's not out yet, but we did obtain it and <laughs> so what happened I, what yeah. happened was talk about it Chelsea I went to I went to New Jersey and I found the sketchiest back alley I could and I said <laughs> excuse me I know there's a bunch of boxes back here but are any of them labo and they were like yes you said the magic word and they slid a labo to me <laughs> Perfectly wrapped in a box and everything. Yeah, it was oh. amazing. I like the idea that you just went to a place where there were a lot of cardboard boxes, <laughs> and one of them was Labo. I was like, oh, okay. And even more special cardboard yeah. inside that cardboard box <laughs> which is, with all the other Which of you boxes. is the director's cut of cardboard? I need that, what? please. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you actually meant like a CD, like game store, but I, I guess you were making a joke. No. No. Oops. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let, let's let's telegraph that for the listeners. It was a joke. We can't say how we got it, um, but we have it. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. So anyway, it's saying true. that we can't say how we got it is so much more sketchy. <laughs> I know. Than the thing you described. I know. <laughs> it's like it fell off a back of something. Uh, some outlets were sent a labo early. Polygon was not one of them. But we have it now, and that's <laughs> all you that need right? to know about it. Oh my God, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're being very uh, restrictive with it. But anyway, it comes out on 420, which is Friday, which is the day that this episode goes up. So you can listen to it as you're maybe building weed your day. own labo. Weed day. As you're smoking weed mm-hmm. and building your children's mm-hmm. toy. Just don't. What if I'm weeding bur- a garden? 
You can do that. You too. can do that too, mm. but just if you're weeding, do not burn your labo. It is very fl- uh, bleh, flammable. Be very <laughs> careful. I think that's the main message of our show today is that when you're smoking one up, mm-hmm. a, f- a doobie. <laughs> as, when you're as smoking does, up, clearly <laughs> when, you're talking, when you're doing weed, be careful. When you're doing that big doobie on Friday, <laughs> don't get the weed fire. On your cardboard. Don't do or, it. or any of the associated snacks. Don't get those on your cardboard either. That would no. be gross. Oh, be yeah. Sticky. If sticky you're like eating cardboard. Cheetos or something, yeah. get some fucking gloves. Yo. But yeah. then the gloves will get covered. In, oh, I see. Oh, yeah. But then you take them off <laughs> and then you put them back on. Like when you put on plastic gloves and they've got that powder inside, like oh. that, but Cheetos. Actually, yeah. A, a good solution to this I found out in college because I want, really wanted to eat this extremely heavily buttered popcorn, but I had to finish my art project. <laughs> and it was, it was the night before. And then eventually I settled on, uh, I dumped all of it into a plastic bowl and then I took chopsticks and I ate them. Oh. Individually. Yes. That's really yes. smart. Yes. And then my roommate took a picture of me. It was on Facebook and then I made it private and now no one will ever see it. Good. Roommates so what, are always really good at taking pictures of your worst food moments. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey. There were some other bad moments, too. Mm-hmm. But that one was like a it was a smart one. But like the look on my face, like I'm smiling, but I look really guilty. <laughs> I feel really dumb. Like, please. It's I would 1:30. imagine you looked like pleased with yourself that you just figured out this amazing method of eating buttery pack. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's like when a parent comes up to a child, like after you are done with a particularly terrible finger painting session, they're like, wow, why don't you? You pose for the camera, and you just sort of like hold it up, and you're like, "Okay, that's nothing that's about what, my face what you was. said was accessible to my childhood." Oh my experience. god! Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I had shame then. <laughs> oh my god, I had shame right out of the womb. Oh. I have a lot to say about the chopsticks popcorn method, but mm. also I want to talk about the Nintendo Labo. Oh yeah, so sorry. we're gonna pivot back. No, Wait, I love I've got that. To pivot. I think for our live stream, our live stream should involve food challenges where we try Ooh. to eat. Uh-huh. While building Weed a labo. Weed-related food <gasps> with chopsticks. Yeah. While building. Or, or building a labo with chopsticks, which oh. would be impossible. Wait. Oh, no, oh, oh, oh you're oh. talking about just a separate live stream that doesn't involve a labo. See, I, no, I, I'm, I'm thinking at once. Two oh, people. Okay. Two people eating 7-Eleven nachos. With, yeah. With one hand glue. No one eats 7-Eleven nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't real, Chelsea. Okay, I'm, I'm hard pivoting. I'm... Hard stop. We really want to talk about We're story really, food. We're really <laughs> It's what this happens when we have a 4 p.m. show and I'm kind of hungry. It's the worst we've ever done. No. So, the Labo. What we have is the variety pack, which has the fishing rod, the two RC cars, uh, the house, the piano, and the motorcycle. Uh, and what I have built so far is the two RC cars. Chelsea, you built... I built the Joy-Con holder. <laughs> you built the Joy-Con holder. I, I, well, I, w- I handed the kit off to Ashley because I had to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. So I just built the Joy-Con holder and I ran through it like three times so I could take all the notes on how their instruction booklets work because that's oh. really cool. Yeah, mm. we'll talk about that. And then Ashley, what have you done with the Labo so far? Uh, the piano kit I started. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, So that's one of the ones that takes like three hours. Well, you know, <laughs> it is taking a while. Like, I, I had started it um, not because I thought it would be the easiest, but because I was like, oh, this looks fun. And then I couldn't, the software would not let me quit out of it. So I guess oh, no. it was like, I guess I'll just make a piano. Guess you're trapped now. <laughs> so In I started making it with Submit, and like, we got through maybe like 40 minutes. And then on the screen, like, it, it's like, oh, like you're done with this piece. And then it popped up, and it was like, okay, now it's time for step two out of six. And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> 
God, you guys, we're going to be here forever. But and most of it is not like that. It's I, not. But yeah. but this one, it's like a good amount of time. I don't know. Because, because you guys, you went you went all the way to the hardest mode. It's like you went and started Dark Souls at the well, end or something. Well, you made the Joy-Con holder, and then you had the RC car, Simone. And then I thought the fishing rod was the hardest one or the most time-consuming one. The fishing rod, I think, takes one to two and a half hours. Okay, well, I'm not what sure. What ended up happening was I started constructing whatever I could with the piano. We had a brief Instagram live where I decided to chant. I don't know if you heard, but I decided to chant teeth for a lot of it because nice. there's like a piano part with like teeth on it. Yeah. And so Submit was very calmly trying to fold like, okay, this tab goes in here. I'm like, is it time for teeth? Teeth, 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 teeth. Yeah, and then I, and then shortly after I was done chanting teeth, I realized a woman was outside taking a call, so I decided to stop. Nobody's allowed. To, I mean, nobody should sit there. So I mean, so the look there. on your face. How comparable was it to the one where you were photographed eating popcorn with chopsticks? Yeah, relative Wait. your shame uh, relative shame to those two moments. Embarrass- no, how, like how close I to that think- level of shame slash embarrassment were well, you? Well, she couldn't see me. That's true. That's Just true. Just hear your echoing. It, except when I left, but I walked very fast. She she doesn't Probably know. Didn't. She doesn't know. Just she doesn't cartwheeled know out of the room like I don't know. <laughs> Cartwheel? <laughs> like who? Did you hear that person yelling teeth in there? Weird, because I was the only one in the room. I think Throw we're haunted under the bus. Yeah, yeah. But it's very fun to make. Like, yeah, uh, and it's really satisfying. Like punching out all the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that there were parts where, like, you know, you fold them over and then you kind of like slide and lock them into place with no glue. No glue. Oh, no glue. Glue. No like scissors. That. So good. So we built, Brian and I built the two RC cars together, and I was super shocked at how easy it is. Um, like Ashley was saying, the cardboard is super sturdy, and the tab, like the, the tabs slot into each other, and it it's so attached. Like It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's fragile at all, which I was kind of shocked by. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the instructions, because uh, like you were talking about, Chelsea, they're instructions on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, there's no, ins- like you- No paper instructions. There's no paper instructions, because I opened the box, I'm like, is there, am I missing something? There's no paper instructions. And yeah. then you, like, you, so you just insert the game cartridge into your Switch, and it's like, it starts you off right away. I was a little annoyed by that, actually. So what it is, is it pulls up this kind of uh, uh, admittedly awesome- 3D image of like the pieces that you have so you can twist you can flip them around uh, with the touch screen you can zoom in pinch to zoom and stuff like that it's very very cool but you hold down a button on the screen to kind of fast forward <laughs> not fast forward to play this video yeah. that is the instructions oh, you can fast forward you can yeah you can fast forward but um but just like holding it down just plays the video um and that's how you do it so you can kind of hold it down and it'll play to the next step and then you take your finger off and it'll pause um i almost wish that there were paper instructions because i didn't like holding it down yeah, to the, watch the video play. that's the thing i thought it'd be one click to go to the next thing but you exactly have to hold it yeah that's what i thought too and at first i was like oh no but actually i came around on it yeah um after spending an extended time like if you do a particularly complicated one and there are a lot of pieces like it is very helpful to have um just the ability for it to stop and then like rewind too. Yeah. And just kind of like rewind like and play like over and over to make sure and you can kind of like rotate your angle on that to make sure like okay, yes, it's this tab. It goes mm-hmm. on the inside, not the outside. And 
Um, it is. I think it's also not really meant for us. It's meant for like kids doing it themselves or with their parents. Not, so. Oh god, the piano, man. Yeah. It's... No, I, I. Some of those tabs are so small. Oh man. Like and and it's very. It is. It can be pretty precise about like what parts you should fold and what parts you shouldn't. Um, we could make a joke about use children and using their tiny weaselly hands for the small tab part. <laughs> No, just me. Just you. Cool. This is what you will be using your children for yeah. for the rest of eternity. Uh, but overall, just with my hour or so playing with it, I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I've, I kind of want to buy one just to build all the stuff because it seems like it was incredibly soothing to just be like, I'm folding stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm folding, and then I'm like just tucking this little tab into this hole. Mm -hmm. That's good. That answers a question I had, which was whether or not the actual assembly would be fun. Like I'm certain once you're playing with it, it's a fun experience, but I'm glad to hear that the actual process of putting it together. Oh yeah. I mean, I actually wasn't, to be quite honest, I wasn't super excited about Labo. I was like, yeah, that looks cool, but like, I'm not going to buy one. And I was, and you know, I, put one together for our story and like I was alone in the den and just alone screaming like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> teeth, teeth, at, at this teeth, point teeth, like teeth. I kind of just want to assemble it I have now no interest in actually using the piano <laughs> I just want to build it you just want to have but it but I'm sure playing it is fun here's the dangerous thing is that they tell you uh you know they, they tell you exactly what pieces to pop out, and there are like 20 sheets of cardboard in there, and they all have a ton of pieces on them, and you're supposed to pop out very specific ones. Popping those pieces out is so satisfying. <laughs> and like I said, there's no scissors involved. You just like pop it gently out of the cardboard, pre-cut. It is so The noise. What, so you guys are saying you'd, you'd offer to be Labo assembly people. Yes. Yeah. Oh, task rabbit. If you okay. have children, for... your children are going to want to pop all of those pieces out. If you yeah. are an Don't adult, them. you might want to pop all of those pieces out. Hold Don't it over do their it. Heads. You'll lose them. I, it was, <laughs> it's funny because even the instructions are like, and then put the piece back, the the board that you have not punched, the, the pieces you don't need out, put it back in the box mm -hmm. so you're not tempted to pop them out. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> it doesn't say that part, but I, oh. I'm editorial. Okay. Implied. And I think the other thing that I'm worried about is, uh, th like, they tell you to keep the, the sheets so that you can use the cutout shapes to trace new stuff if your, uh, if your cardboard gets damaged. And that, because uh, what you're left with is basically just like a very thin cardboard frame. That seems to me to be the flimsiest part. Like but I'm not what about afraid if, of. Yeah. If you trace it though, like a big piece, but there's like a lot of creases and tabs. So like, how are you supposed to know? I don't know. If, That's because you just have yeah. the general shape. Some of them have like slits in the middle. But then I guess you could watch the video and. Yeah. Oh, I see. Get an idea. Of and Nintendo does are. sell like replacement sheets, so you could buy the specific sheets, but. I, which is honestly what I think people would end up doing if they do break their pieces, because I do think it, having built a couple pieces, it would be very difficult to make that out of garden variety cardboard. I don't think it'd be mm -hmm. possible. Um, so the game actually, because I I got to play the I game did not make the it RC that cars. Okay, so fucking cool. Oh. First of all, <laughs> okay, so uh, the RC cars. There's like one piece that's the car, and uh, you basically make this frame, and then you stick the Joy Cons in slots on the sides, and they just they hold in there. They're not like rubber banded or anything. They just slot into the the sides, the open sides of the car. And the instructions are warning you, like, it's okay if they seem a little bit loose. They're supposed to be. That's how the car moves, because it moves by rumbling. There are no wheels. Oh. 
wheels. What? Yeah, baller. Uh, Then there's an antenna piece, which does nothing at all. It's just like this cardboard fake antenna, but it has tabs on the sides, and they're perfectly sized so that you you fold the tabs in, slide them into the rails on the side of your switch. It's so useless, but it's so cool because it's so perfectly made. Um, And then... The game, basically, you have two buttons, one for each Joy-Con, and you press the button on the touch screen, and that Joy-Con will rumble. You can press both at the same time to rumble both of them, and you can change the speeds you- to basically adjust like how the car moves, and the Joy-Cons rumble, and then the car just kind of like chugs forward. <laughs> it's very cute. It just very vibrates cool. on its pa- on Joy-Con power? Basically, oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, there's a button to kind of, so there's the two buttons, on the screen and then there's a third button that kind of like flips open so you can quote unquote, quote unquote see the sort of inner controls of the car and th- this is so hard to explain this is all just happening on your switch's screen uh and in this on this screen you can see through the infrared camera on the the left joycon i think it is so that's at the front of the car you can see through that so if you're like holding the car up to your face, you can see your face in infrared and like you can see obstacles. So the switch, the Joy-Con RC car can see obstacles. And what we discovered was there's an auto mode where you you have the car on the table. If you put your hand in front of the infrared camera, it'll Uh see it because it senses heat Uh or whatever. I don't know how that works, but the car will move and it will follow your fucking hand. Oh my god, oh. it's so cool! Oh my god, it's alive! It's alive! It's Predator! It's oh god, <laughs> isn't it? I was just it, gonna, is. it is. I was just gonna call it a Roomba, but Predator is much. <laughs> yeah. No, that Same is what thing. Predator is. Yes, I mean yeah. not made of cardboard. No, but that's, that's the, exactly the same Predator. idea. Yeah, just as exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. it is wild. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing that you can do is if you have another set of Joy-Cons, which fortunately we did, you can build a second car, you can go into two-player mode, and then you can, uh, using the one Switch and four Joy-Cons, drive the cars at the same time. So you can either have them like bump each other or you can do a race, whatever. Oh it is surprisingly awesome. They should have like an expansion pack and you should be able to make your own racetrack. Yes. Oh, that would be yes. super fun. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I want that. Mm. I'm, I'm sure people will be doing that. Yeah, I, I can't wait for like the maker DIY communities to get yeah. Joy-Con, like yeah. get Labo and like in a month. Labo Tycoon. <gasps> Labo Coaster. Labo Coaster. What, what, what happened? Did you just power down? No, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, Jenna, do you have any, you haven't played with the Labo yet, but do you have any questions for us uh, based on what we've said that like things are confused, that are confusing to you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think you covered all the things. The things I was most curious about is if it would be fun to make. Because if mm-hmm. I have to, if I have to work for four hours to have a good time, mm-hmm. that's called my actual workday pass. <laughs> so I, I'm glad to hear that. I'm surprised that it's more soothing than it is fun. The the way you're describing it kind of makes me think about like adult coloring books. Like it's just sort of a a soothing, repetitive, constructive task, like light yeah. arts and crafts. It is very ASMR. <laughs> I mean, the cardboard noise, and then mm-hmm. uh, if you, for some reason, have forgotten to trim your nails, 
Yeah. Your nails across cardboard, kind of like drag lightly, your nails right across the cardboard, sliding and then popping them out, and then yelling teeth at the top. Of I your d- I did teeth. multiple times. Teeth, 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 teeth. All right. Uh, shall we talk about God of War? Yes. 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 Teeth. Teeth. God of teeth. So I'll right up front say that this is going to be our spoiler-free discussion of God of War. Uh, We are talking about doing a more in-depth one once we've all played it. Uh, But again, unfortunately for Jenna, Chelsea, Ashley, and I have all played God of War. I've watched a lot of gameplay video because I've been doing video edits for God of War stuff. So I'm, I'm... I'll talk about it. You might know more spoilers than we do. That's true. (laughs) Unlikely, but we're not talking about them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 This is the God of War safe area. This is our safe safe space. Safe zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so God of War, that's coming out also on Friday, same day as the Nintendo Labo, which is fun. Um, two very different experiences that you can have on Weed Day. You can, you can set up your Labo and assemble it while you're waiting for it to install. I'm just thinking it being yes. God of War, not your... Uh, I'm now just thinking about crafting a little Kratos axe out of cardboard. Oh, <laughs> delightful. You know that Arby's account is going to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they so are. Gosh, I can't wait. Um, so this is kind of uh, Kratos is in the Norse lands. He has a son. And that's, I think, about as much as I'm going to say about the plot. Um, I did not expect to like this game as much as I did. Really? Yeah. Have us. you played the other God of War no. games? No. Oh. I just know that they're it's like super so, gory and kind yeah, of gross. It's so fucking different. It's yeah. honestly like night and day. I mean, I was attracted to the original ones because they were so over the top. Yeah. There was this one scene I played in a demo. This is what made me like the game. There was some flying enemy, like flying like a harpy, and he he like grabs it out of the sky. He like pins it down on the ground with like his one foot and he takes both of his hands and he like rips its wings off Yikes. and then he like throws Yikes. it against a wall and like when I first saw that I was I just I laughed hysterically I was like this is the best game I've ever seen <laughs> wait was this this was not for this 2018 God of War oh no, no this, no, is, this old, is the first yeah, that's old what I thought. God I of just War wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there was also God of War 3 where he rips off I believe it's Apollo, Apollo's head, and he uses it as like a lantern. What the fuck? It's really cool. It's really cool. Anyway, this one is not like that. I mean, there is still like obviously some gore, but it's not like the in your face, like, I'm gonna do this every five seconds. Definitely, but there's definitely like when you're fighting, there's that that takedown when you've stunned someone that yes. that's pretty gory. That's the God of War I Maybe know. Maybe I'm broken because that didn't feel like terribly gory It wasn't to me. terribly gory but it was definitely like because it's zoomed in, slowed down and cl- like yeah, like it, a yes. Shadow of Mordor. It kind of reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There's definitely mm-hmm. like some slow-mo gore oh, like yeah. of him just like tearing things apart. Beautiful. Yeah. Glory. There, yeah. In, in intense mm. audio detail. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. The big, the big giant monsters when you 
finish them off. Yeah. Yeah. I just like that when you are doing that, you can sometimes you can hear your son in the background. Uh, <laughs> he'll like say stuff, you know, like like and it is kind of useful, right? Because like there's an indicator that shows if there's like a projectile coming behind you, and sometimes your son will warn you, like, oh, behind you. But like the one time I was doing a finishing move, and I feel like it, it reminded me of the little sisters from Bioshock, because I heard him just go, get him, Dad! Yeah, get him! Yeah. And I just heard like, get him, Mr. Bubbles. That, oh, what a good game. The acting is very good. Yeah. Very oh, good. Like, it's the expressions, the micro-expressions on Atreus's face. That's Kratos' kid. Like, he is... He he feels like a real tween. Like he he's very upset. And like you can see his moods. Like there's a part where he is trying to do something, but he can't quite do it because you know he's a kid. And like you can see that frustration mm-hmm. that kids get when they mm-hmm. they feel like they should be able to do something, but they can't quite do it because they're not physically there yet. Yeah. And like he he's so well acted. His yeah, the motion capturing on his facial expressions is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well as his voice actor. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, very impressed. Yeah. The, also, my favorite uh, Atreus feature is that sometimes when you have to do the like square, not just make him, square button to not make him just shoot arrows, but interact with him, I was like, "That's the yell at sun button, yeah. <laughs> boy." Yeah, that's boy. exactly what it is, <laughs> boy. Yeah, most of the time, when you press square, he just goes, "Boy, come over here, yeah. read this." Yeah, <laughs> when it says, "Boy, read this," I'm like, "Oh, this is my great." Favorite thing is that in the like control scheme it says square for sun action. <laughs> what? It's definitely yell, yell boy. boy. Can I ask those of you who have played, which is everybody yeah. other than me speaking right now, is it, when I was looking at gameplay video more than anything, it made me think of The Last of Us. Oh my mm. god, I kept going. What if Kratos just said, Ellie, get on the pallet? <laughs> yeah, and I like would lose it. Yeah, because it just seems like the. The, the the dynamic and both both the dynamic and the gameplay really made me think of Last of Us. Yeah, I think that's sure. a really fair comparison. Not just because of like the sort of dad or not dad with Joel and Ellie, <laughs> but 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 when like not paternal, but like just the you know sending the smaller person off to do a certain task, right? And then like having them come back or like scouting ahead or being separate. Yeah, like there was definitely a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people are hesitant for games that have a companion and especially in this one like it's it's pretty much like the whole time right and so like I, I thought of um, Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite mm. of like a companion who wasn't horribly useless like in uh, mm-hmm. Ico <laughs> oh the rage <laughs> uh, never again um, but yeah he is useful like he can you know find items for you he'll warn you about stuff he'll distract enemies for you but yeah he seems very like sort of natural to the combat and he does seem to like be and he is learning Mm -hmm. which is very (laughs) cool what i love about it so in combat uh atreus can fire arrows to distract enemies and it's great because you're out there as kratos getting the shit kicked out of you and you're like 12 year old son is coming out at like he can be attacked it happened very rarely to me playing on normal mode mm. so like i'm coming out of these battles like where the fuck can i heal now and my <laughs> fucking son is untouched <laughs> he's flawless he is the true god of war mm. he cannot be harmed um but i really appreciate that cuz i i think the battles are so fun and they're so kinetic and you're moving around so quickly and like dodging and parrying and hitting and smashing with axe, it would absolutely be ruined if you had to 
protect your son. Oh, yeah. For like the whole time. Also, uh, I do love that they did. I mean, look, I love his old chains of Olympus, but man, this axe is fantastic. Ooh, it's so good. Like, I mean, let's talk for, about that axe. Let's talk girl. about it because, like, the best part about that, in my opinion, is the axe throwing. Hmm. And the fact that the mechanic is very much like Thor's hammer. You throw it and then you can recall it. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Well, like being able to throw it in an enemy, making that enemy freeze, and just hmm. being like, well, axe is going to stand over there, and I'm going to just punch this guy and kick him, and mm -hmm. then recall my axe oh, so that it comes yeah. back and hurts somebody else on the way back. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Or it freezes them, and you go over there, and yeah. you just shatter them with your with your with your fist. Yes. Extremely cool. It's very and there, good. And there's so much cool strategy because certain enemies can be hurt by the axe or certain enemies you want to use stun damage, which the axe does less of, so you can just punch them and or use arrows and do more. And I was like, I like the idea of having all these different ways to play. Yeah, mm -hmm. I noticed that even in your like runic attacks too, you can change them so you can favor like Runic attacks that do more stun and frost damage. Do you maybe want to intro what a runic attack is? A runic yeah. attack is a special kind of attack. You pick, you, <laughs> but you pick up, you pick up runes you discover, and you can swap in major yes. and minor ones. You and put you them can, in your axe or yes. bow. Yeah. You slot them in there. Slot in some enchantments. I in love your armor. Me a game with slots. This game is so much Lisa's more uh, customizable than the other ones. Like it does give you a lot of options with uh, play style, with which stats to favor, also, mm -hmm. which is something they haven't really done before. Um, mm -hmm. It is very overwhelming at first, though I think, because you have like these runes that you pick up. You have, especially when you go to your skill tree, it's like a multiple page skill tree. Yeah. So you have like a skill tree for your axe. You have a skill tree for your shield. You have a skill tree for your Spartan Rage mode. It was skill tree for magic, and then your dumbass son. I'm sorry, he's not dumb. He's just he's cute. My one Atreus is great. I love him. And I want I to protect, protect him, him with my life. I will die for him. Actually, when you were saying that you you felt like he gets he's relatively untouched, which he is in battle. Mm -hmm. But one time I saw like a I don't know some monster like actually like pick up Atreus. <gasps> I feel like like by mm. the collar or something. And I feel like I saw that in the corner of my eye, and I was like, no! <laughs> I wanted to just like mom mode and just like leave my son alone. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he he will get picked up and be like, Dad, help! And yeah. then you get the little alert mm -hmm. on your screen and have to. Go, like, but it doesn't. Isn't, does that happen more frequently? Because I, I'm maybe two hours in. It's happened, I think, once or twice. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, which is good. It yeah. happens sometimes, but not. No, it's it's like, not like you're always dealing with. It. It's usually yeah. in in specific fights, and I almost feel like they throw it in as like a tutorial moment when you're like, oh, we're trying to teach you some skills. And yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the combat uh, is just super duper fun. I also think that they do a mostly a good job of teaching you what they're trying to say with the combat like it feels like the when you're building up the first fights like each one is like this one's definitely focused on learning to learning to parry and this mm -hmm. one's focused to like mm -hmm. do arrow stuff and i thought that was really interesting it took me a while to figure out certain things like when the flashes of light would happen yeah but yeah because that was like eventually it was a tool tip and i was like okay yeah that's actually Game. that's a whole <laughs> topic right there is obviously there's no 
traditional tutorial. It kind of teaches you things as they come up. And one of the things that you've probably heard about if you've been reading about this game is that it's all in one shot. Like it's composed so that it looks like there is a camera here and it is following these characters and it will not break away. There's no loading screens or anything. Like the only time when there's a load screen is when you die. And it's not a load screen. It's Yeah, it is a load screen. But anyway, so you can play the game just as one shot. And it's overwhelming and beautiful and we're going to talk more about it but like the tutorials kind of come up organically through that like the first thing that happens is this button to swing your axe and then like Chelsea was saying you get into fights where it'll gradually teach you new things you can discover those things on your own but it kind of brings things up as they come up but the story doesn't it doesn't feel like there's sort of like a a story purgatory while you're learning those things they happen with the narrative and it's holistic it's it's just like <laughs> beautiful game design like very seamless the whole mm-hmm. thing and i really like it and i also like the the one, going back to the one shot stuff when you Please like do. entering something like a shop menu and that that is still and i'm not going to say anything else beyond that mm-hmm. but you're like whoa this feels totally like seamless and and yeah mm-hmm. the the lack of loading screens means that when oh. you die you're back in there instantly yeah hmm. it's it's truly incredible and i so i would love to know how you guys feel about the the shot cuz i that was one thing i did know going in um and I thought, oh, that's super cool. And then I started playing the game and I immediately, there's this like lizard part of my brain that is very stressed about it being in one shot. Cause there's part of my brain that's like, I don't want to ruin this take. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible to ruin it, but there's still a, the, my silly lizard brain is like, you better not fuck up or else the shot will be ruined. Like, oh shit, what if they don't hit their mark here? It's Digital! They can't not hit their mark! <laughs> but it truly is amazing. And, and, like, it kind of... For me, it did make me a little bit claustrophobic because there's, like, this knowledge that, like, this is going to play out in front of me exactly as it happens. Like, the however many hours that this journey is, is just going to roll out in front of me and there's no room for breathing. There's no stopping. It just is. And it it's so cool, you guys. <laughs> it is so cool. But you know what? There are, like, there are quiet moments. There's still, like, Mm -hmm. it's not stopping, but the action slows and speeds up Mm -hmm. all within that shot. So you're you're still getting those quiet moments where you can, you physically, Simone, can breathe. It's true. It's true. Still stresses me out a little bit. It doesn't, it really interests me when you, because you clearly have rooms you should explore for secrets and divergent paths. And, like, that's where I find the one shot interesting because it's, like, you realize you're going the right way when like something like Atreus says something else and you're like, Oh, I better back up and make sure I didn't get anything else before I let the shot continue. Like Mm -hmm. I got to go hunt for goodies basically. Yeah. I feel like he is such a good marker too, especially if you're lost or stuck on something Mm -hmm. like he won't be annoying about it, but after a certain amount of time, like he will like drop a pretty useful hint, (laughs) useful hint. Yes. I wanted to say like framed in like, not a super like, Hey, you're going the wrong way. Dad, I'm hungry. Can we stop? Um, No, he'll say things like, when are we going to McDonald's? Oh, I think there's another chain (laughs) or, Oh, is that the right word? Like, yeah. 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 Like, Hey, like like, I see like a thing up there. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Super great. Oh, also, uh, unrelated, a detail that I love about this is, um, for the regular 
chests, wooden chests that you find with mm. treasure. You know how much I love treasure, <gasps> okay? I do. So I, I, we- I went up to open this normal, beautiful, huge wooden chest. What does he do? He punches yeah. through the chest and like picks it up with his bare hand. I'm like, what? This dude does not want to. No. He doesn't believe there, in opening it. There's no yeah. subtlety. There's no calm. There's no There's no tinges yeah, there's no, with Kratos. There's like no like nice little music or like a chime. He just kind of goes for it. And if you think about it, it's like, look, Kratos was in three games already. He has opened enough chests. He's done. <laughs> Done flipping the lid, but it's like go so, right in. It's so weird. And then the other the other chests that you can uh, open are like they have like these I guess like stone lids, right? That he essentially just like pushes like or mm-hmm. slides off. Which I'm like slightly disappointed he doesn't punch through them because yeah. you know aren't those sarcophagi? I kind of got the some impo- of them are yeah, uh, not all of them, but some of them are. And it's like so weird because when he does open it, like you can actually see just I mean I know this is debris that's just animated in the background, but it's like all old and like rusted and he just sticks his hand in there there might be a dead body and like all of that hard work and he takes out this tiny little pouch yeah. and it like usually has a pretty good item in it but yeah, like it, yeah. sh- it just seems like dude but it, I remember him saying like one time he said like they don't need it anymore and just yeah. takes it yeah, yeah Trace is like, aren't there aren't those graves? <laughs> like daddy's busy yeah. desecrating the dead. Daddy needs more money. <laughs> oh, wait. Speaking of money, a thing that, like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this in terms of for, okay, you have hack silver as your mm-hmm. currency that you're using for, I mean, like, crafting items, getting other things. But then, like, your skills, it's interesting that they, your experience points are pooled basically, and you Mm. have to use and spend them on the skill tree. And not like a, oh, like, you got one thing, you get one more space in the grid. It's like, no, out of, like, say, 11,000 experience, this costs 1,000, this costs, like, 2,000, like, how do you want to spend it? And, like, to me, like, that was a little bit overwhelming of, like, trying to pick it it seemed like in the beginning for it to be effective or at least your my journey to be mm-hmm. effective combat wise is to sort of like pick a path and like stick with it rather than trying to like hedge all my bets but I don't know because like it's sort of a similar thing with like Skyrim right where I felt like I was making little progress by upping all of this stuff mm-hmm. and as opposed to like just going all in on this one thing you know I mean I guess that depends on your playstyle, but I felt like between the currency and the experience point pool and whatever other like resources you have it it made me very uh like miserly yeah <laughs> i just was like I, for a long time i just like was not upgrading my skills and i was like you should probably get something besides your default chest armor and then i just got all precious about like but what if i get a what if i get a drop what what, what if i waste money doing this thing and so i don't know i just it, i feel the exact same way and i haven't like played around with the upgrades very much because again menus uh confound and frighten me and i don't <laughs> like them uh <laughs> and they're very hard to read they're um, v- wait, oh yeah the yeah, text real the text is so small it's so small mm. i had to actually put my controller down and like multiple times just go up to and the I screen i know your tv is not far from it's not your bed it's right by my bed it's like two feet it was i was just like and i i think actually i saw someone t- people are tweeting at carly barlog and saying like uh hey if there are more <laughs> readability settings yeah i mean because it seems like it when you have something at this high resolution like mm-hmm. i understand why you'd have a small text but come on guys Ugh, gosh 
Yeah, yeah. The the menus, I mean, they're they're beautiful, but they are intimidating and a little complex for me. Some other people, your mileage may vary. Maybe you love I, I, dealing with menus. I feel bad now, months ago, that I recommended you play Monster Hunter. <laughs> I, yeah, that... <laughs> hey, I dealt with it. I dealt with it. And I like the game. <laughs> I dealt with it by kind of... That was like my exposure therapy because of the Monster Hunter. There were just so many menus that at a certain point I was like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to ignore all of them. <laughs> Me too. Too many menus. Um, but with this, so like, I want to upgrade and stuff. Uh, but I, I feel the same way as you, Ashley. Like, I feel like I don't... Even though obviously I could get more XP and money anytime by like fighting and looting yeah, shit. I mean, like I'm sure by the end you'll have enough to yeah. get all of them, but for me I'm like, but what about this now? Is our psychological problem. It is. <laughs> but also another thing about this menu that does make it overwhelming, even though I think the menu is as pretty much as good as you could make considering how much yeah. they packed into it. <laughs> but even like in the weapon and skills things alone. It's, it, it goes beyond L1, R, R, like an R2, and all, and then then you have the D-pad involved. You have like three menus sets. Menus and menus. Yeah, that's what I mean. You have menus and menus, and most of the Ugh. time I'm just like, I, I can't, I just want to get, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to get to the menu that I want. Yeah. Ugh. Jenna, as a person who hasn't played God of War yet, do you have any qu- clarifying questions for us? No. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope that this I get was interesting if you haven't played the game and also don't want spoilers. Uh, I think we did a very good job of not spoilering. Yeah. We yeah. just talked about the fact that he is uh, a dad, dad of a war. A good dad. A good dad of war. <laughs> Do you, Ashley and Chelsea, have anything to add about God of War and how fucking awesome it is and how much I love it and how mad I am that I had to give my office copy to Jeff so that he could do guides and I can't play it until I, uh, someone is done with it? <laughs> Ashley is putting her fist in her mouth right now. Probably at the thought of the anxiety of giving up God of War. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I uh, I don't have anything else to add. It's just, it's also very pretty. I don't have a oh, PS4 4 Pro, but it is a, even on a regular PS4, very oh, nice to look at. One last thing I wanted to add about it, though. Yeah. The, uh, the fact that in the beginning when they ask you for difficulty, it's not like easy, normal, hard. Yeah. It, it, they they have it so that it's just like, hey, like I want to focus more on the story and not worry about gameplay as much. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Or like, no, I, I want like just as much of a combat challenge balanced with the story. And I believe that's called balanced experience. Yes. Yeah. And I just like love how they put it that way as opposed to like Wolfenstein 2, which is just like, don't hurt me, daddy, like is, a, is an actual mode. Yeah. And I just feel like the way that they framed that is just amazing. I really yeah, like that a lot yeah. more. It's very that's very Wolfenstein esque humor, but also like this it, it's a better description of what you're getting. And I love story modes being included yeah, in games. I mean, and it is such a different God of War game where story is a huge thing. So it does mm-hmm. make sense that they give you the option, like, look, like maybe you've never played God of War before, but you're interested in this and you just want to experience the game as opposed to like Having to play this and getting stuck on like a stupid. More importantly, boss or... you can switch at any time. Yes. That's like so. When I went into the menus and uh, I was just poking around the menus trying to turn on subtitles, and I saw that, and I was like, yes, like the fact that you can switch to switch harder or easier at any time is awesome. It makes me so glad because some games, Persona 4 Golden, don't <laughs> let you do that. <laughs> Which that. 
Really? That's terrible. Persona 5. Oh, yeah. Persona 5 let you do that. Yes. Thank goodness. I I specifically remember Persona 4 because I I had a friend who started it, I think, on Easy or something. Oh, that would be And then she was like, oh, my God, it doesn't make it, like... Actually, it it's just it's still just as long. <laughs> you still have all those shitty dungeon battles that just happen over and over and over again. But you're then you're like blasting through them. But it, it's just like tedium, tedium. That sounds actually way worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. Um. Anyway, uh, for an otherwise wonderful game. All right, let's talk about what Jenna's doing this week. <laughs> Jenna, <laughs> which is none of those things. Uh, I've been exclusively watching Deep Space Nine, uh, a Star Trek series that aired in the 90s, a very long time ago. Tell me about Deep Space Nine. Have Have any of you guys watched Deep Space Nine? I think I've watched one episode of Deep Space Nine. Is Deep Is DS Nine the one with the boar? No, I don't know. Then I haven't. That's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that's, that's Picard, but I don't remember which one Picard. The Enterprise, maybe. I do not know much about Star Trek except for Man. Deep Space Nine, which I know a lot about. Wait, oh. so you've never watched any other Star Trek except... Well, I watched Picard and Janeway when I was growing up, like when it was first airing. We would watch it uh, Saturdays as a family before Saturday Night Live. That's so cute. Oh. Yeah, it was a very endearing time. But So I, I've been watching Deep Space Nine, and it's really... The thing I like most about it is that it's got that sort of 90s flavor of a show, which is like slightly utopian. Mm-hmm. where bad things happen, but mostly everybody's chill and they work together and they get over it. What I was watching before Deep Space Nine was Jessica Jones, oh. which is the opposite yeah. flavor. And I love that flavor a lot. But it is it is like emotionally draining to watch. Yeah. Deep yeah. Space at Nine is not. It is uplifting and delightful. Hmm. It's nice to have something with like, a group of people that are, are friends or at least people who work well together yeah. and they're they're doing good things in the, the universe, which is not a bad place necessarily. Just yeah. has some bad things in it. And then you fix them by being in space, which is cool. So wait, for dumb me who doesn't remember the difference between the shows, who which characters are on Deep Space Nine? Uh Deep Space Nine is Commander Cisco. Captain Cisco. I don't remember what his title is, it changes. Um, which is Avery Brooks. Uh, and then Quark? I don't know, I don't know who, which of the characters you know. Okay, well, I know, I guess I knew the next generation more. Okay, Worf? Yeah, I know Worf. Yeah, so Worf and O'Brien were in previous series, and now they are also in Deep Space Nine. Okay, no, I was just, like, trying to remember, because I feel like Star Trek was a thing I never fully experienced. It was more a thing I experienced when it was on TV randomly. Yeah. As a kid. I guess my question would be, so I, I never watched Star Trek either, but is this one that you would recommend to people who haven't watched it? Because I've heard that the OG Star Trek is kind of awkward and weird now, <laughs> like, if you've never watched it before, and you're going back, and you're like, what the the heck is this? Is this one of the ones that would be like that would you would recommend to people who are interested in Star Trek? Yes, extremely 100% yes. And let me tell you why, Simone. Yes. So there's it it's I think it's got a good entry cuz it's they're very good about making sure you know who everybody is and explaining the dynamics and but at a good risk pace. But I think the most interesting thing is that it's got a very 90s progressive attitude. So like there's an episode in which a character unionizes his workforce. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 And is successful because it's the 90s and everything's happy and, and things work out when you unionize. What the hell? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and there's um, there's a character called Jadzia who has a symbiote who has had past lives, and some of those past lives have been men and some have been women. So she gets into all these interesting entanglements from having been a man in the past and have relationships with men and women. So there's a very, very, very good episode when one of her wives from a past life comes, and they have, like... A romance? That's great. And it's like, it's just so weird because it's the 90s. This yeah. show is made in the 90s, but I think it's... Before gay people existed. Yeah, on the record. You never <laughs> in ancient history. Yeah, Deep Space Nine invented homosexuality. That's amazing. Oh, in 1996. Wow. I'm glad you could have been a part of that. So I, I, I've seen your tweets about this, and yeah. you keep describing the A plot and the B plot. Yes. And how the B plots are often very goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's a spaceship and it's or it's a, a space station and the the whole overarching plot and this is so good is uh, this planet that's recently been freed from an oppressive militaristic force. So you're dealing with uh, people from the terrorist force trying to get back to real lives and uh, all of these sort of interactions. And but then the B plots are dumb, 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 dumb <laughs> things a lot of the time. Like uh, somebody made a bet on a sports game and lost money. Oh, or Wilkers. Yeah, like is somebody is trying to decide if they want to go to college or not. It's like okay, Aww. that's important. Yeah, it's very good. That's really nice. But then the the A plot will be like a very important political person was assassinated and now we're on the brink of war. It's, and then it's like somebody can't find their lucky tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, and and because the a plots are never so, they're they're still they're intense, but they're not like super bummers. Like mm -hmm. again, like a lot of modern TV, it, it's not so such a whiplash in tone. But then when you stop for a moment and you say Star Trek, what are you doing? <laughs> it becomes more more obvious. But the yeah, when you hold them up side by side and say. This is the story that somebody had to talk about in the writer's room. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird one. That's great. I yeah. like the sound of that very much. Yes, it's good. The other thing that you did this week is you played PUBG solo for the first time. Yeah, I've always played at, with at least one other person or in groups. Mm -hmm. And it's a much different experience. PUBG, when you're alone, is both anxiety-ridden and pretty boring. Hmm. I don't know. Have any of you guys played solo? Classic New York City commute. I mean, am I right? <laughs> hey! Okay. Uh, sorry. Go on, Ashley. Um, well, no. Even that one time when I was on Awful Squad and it was a group of people, I it might as well have been solo because I was very far away from everyone. No one was listening to me. And I was like, hello? Any? I'm over... Where should I go? Everyone's planning. And so, yes, it was very um, anxiety-ridden. And it was sort of boring at the same yeah. time. Because, like, I, I, I would spend time, like, in the attic, basically just staring out the window, like, <laughs> is anyone is anyone coming? Anyone there? Jeez. And then, like, sometimes I'll hear something and be like, oh, my God! And yeah. then it's like, it was, like, actually just Russ. And he's like, no, I'm just getting a, a backpack. And I was it's like, oh, like oh okay. And then, like, nothing happens. And then I'm dead. Why didn't you follow Russ out? I mean, I do it eventually, but then we get separated. You know, I don't know. She wanted to stay in the attic. I was scared. That's her attic. Uh, <laughs> Ashley's house now. So, Jenna, when you play, a, when you were playing alone, did you find an attic to hide in, or? 
Only once I was wearing a ghillie suit and I went up to an <gasps> attic, which was just a poor How choice. How the fuck did you get a ghillie suit? You I'm actually good at the went game, to a... Simone. Yeah, I went to. A you drop went to point. a loot drop. Yeah, <sighs> but it was at the very end of the game, and I went up to the attic and was killed immediately by somebody who was waiting there. Oh for no. Me. no! But I waited. They took my ghillie suit, and I was very pleased about That's that. Good. But it's just when you're playing with other people, there's even when the things happening in your game are boring, there's another layer where mm-hmm. you're touching base with them. You're saying, you know, where are you? Did you find anything good? Hey, I've got this thing. Do you need mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. And and when you die, you can still follow their progress. But when it's just you alone, it's just like minutes and minutes and minutes of running across like a desert, hoping nobody yeah. shoots at you. Yep. And just, it, it, it wasn't as sensational. That, I feel, is very... Yeah, that's that's very true, I guess, to the like one time that I've played solo, except that I was way more anxious because I'm not as good at the game as you. <laughs> uh, and I, as we discovered in this week's Awful Squad, have trouble distinguishing between human beings and objects in the environment. <laughs> Um, even though, if, even if I'm very, very close to them, I have some trouble. No, but sometimes you turn around and you get really scared and you start yeah. shooting at something and it's like, oh, that that's not a person. Yeah. It's a thing. That's happened to me too. It's a tree. It's just a that's rock. That's actually happened to me in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, like nothing gets you going like PUBG because of those downtimes where you're just moving or you're just sitting and waiting and you're like, well, it makes sense for me to not leave this house right now, so I guess I won't. Yeah, that's the thing is sometimes the strategic choice is the most boring. And it could be boring, or if you are a fragile person like me, it could be very (laughs) anxiety-inducing. I mean, it wouldn't be this way if you had the ability to respawn, right? Like, it just, the, the nothing would have as much weight. Yeah. Holy shit. Can we talk about the deathmatch thing? Yeah. Because I did you play that, Jenna? No. Oh. But I watched I watched the PUBG, the awful squad video of it. It looks good. It is ridiculous. And I'll explain it. Begin by saying, uh yes. So basically the deathmatch, uh, the circle is very small and it does not shrink. So everyone drops in the same area. Uh you start with a gun, and I believe a vest, and the gun is loaded right from the start. Teams and you, it, there's a respawn counter that's like every 30 seconds or something. So if you die, you'll get respawned uh, whenever that counter hits zero. It might be like 10 seconds, it might be 30, it might be two, whatever. Um, and basically you're just trying to rack up kills with your team. It is so fun <laughs> and it is so chaotic. Like your, your garden variety ridiculous PUBG, but you're all crammed together in this small space and everyone is trying to kill each other. And like, I, I, there is no better way, I think, to practice that game because you, you at certain points, you just can't hide because you're dropping. Everyone already has a gun. You're all there on the ground. You just, you have to, you know, fight people. You can't just hide in a house the whole time. So I like that you've, they've made a more traditional first person shooter. And yeah. you're like, yeah. <laughs> As our second outing, we'll do a regular multiplayer game. How long is the average death match? Like how long does that last on average? You think it must be obviously it's very timed, shorter. Right? It is timed. I'm trying to remember. I think it was maybe, I am the worst person to ask this. So I'm actually going to Google it. What really is quickly. time? Um, <laughs> Because I... Someone is like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I could say that it was half an hour, but I could also say that it was 10 minutes. I feel like it was closer to 10 minutes. That sounds that correct. Sounds like t- there, <laughs> half an hour would be wild long. That would be exhausting. Yeah. I, I just feel like yeah, if all of you are crammed in like that, it would be... 
Yeah. Really short, I feel like. Just how's that Googling going? No one is telling me how long it is. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll go with I'll go with closer to 10 minutes. Slack slack our coworkers. Super long. Um, I like it a lot. It made me more confident. And there still is um the one complaint I think I had about it is that there still is sort of like the the more useless items when you loot people. Um Mm -hmm. and like what I what you need in that scenario is just like get the guns, get the ammo, get the armor. Um, and not to sort through those horrendous menus. Um, so that that part was very intimidating to me because I'd be like, okay, I have to loot, but also there are 20 people here <laughs> and they all, I know that they have shit and they're going <laughs> to shoot me right now. I don't have time to be looking through this. Um, I do believe that there is an easier way to pick up bullets, like just by running over them. Don't quote me on that. Um, I should really Google this. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It's super duper fun. Um, it's in custom modes. Check it out because it's baller. And I think that is going to be our show for the day. Wow, we, we talked about video games and TV the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with a regular episode probably next week. Uh, let us know if you liked this, like spending more time on uh, just like a few topics. Uh I definitely feel like I could say even more about God of War, but I'm restraining myself. And I know I'll be talking about it again in the future. And we may even do. Oh yeah, let us know if it. you want. Yes, if, if you're listening to this and you want a spoiler cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could do a separate, just all God of War all the time spoiler show once we've all sort of finished it slash gotten further in it. If we're interested, uh, yeah, let us know, let us know if that's something that you guys are interested in. And, uh, of course, thank you for listening. And if you want to send emails into the show, you can email them to polygonshow at polygon.com. I'm sorry we didn't get to them this week, but we will. We will, re- we will read them. Do not worry. Uh, and we will also, I think, be doing lightning rounds. If you have a, if you have a question for us, you can tweet it to hashtag polygonshow. Uh, and we'll probably put out a call if we're definitely going to be doing lightning rounds one week. So, you know, hang on to those. And as always, you can review the show on Apple Podcasts. And we appreciate and value you if you do. Because it's a really nice thing that you can do. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been The Polygon Show. 